0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our weekly Market Talk update on Tuesday, July 2nd. My name is Gavin O'Carroll from our customer treasury dealing room and AIB's chief economist Oliver Mangan joins me to delve deeper into the strength of the dollar in the currency markets and the context of the looming US Fed rate cuts during h 2 Oli, dollar has been very range-bound over the past 12 months, one eleven to one fifteen since last October. And with stock markets at all-time highs, it is vulnerable to potential weakness in the context of the looming Fed rate cuts.
1: Yep. I mean, foreign exchange markets have been quite range-bound, actually, for the last year. It's not just the dollar. Most of the main exchange rates have been within uh, narrow ranges. It's been quite surprising. I mean, we've had, you know, if you look at the financial markets, a lot of volatility in financial markets, complete... Uh, revision of expectations in terms of interest rates. Very strong rally in bond markets. A weak stock market in the second half of last year. Strong, st- strong stock markets in the first half of this year. And you know the most volatile market usually is is the currency markets, and they've been they've been the zone of stability. And I say it's not just been the dollar; uh, it's been all the main exchange rates. The dollar has been range bound against sterling, against the euro, against the yen, uh, against the Aussie and New Zealand dollars. Uh, no, it's true. The dollar has been at high levels in the last 12 months, but that period of strength actually stretches back over the last four or five years. Uh, and I suppose what's underpinned the dollar has been the strong performance of the U.S. economy. You know, it's, it's quite a mature uh, expansion at this stage. It's now become the longest U.S. expansion on record. Strong growth. Unemployment down at 3.5%. Uh, that is the lowest level in 50 years. And the U.S. Fed responded to that uh, with a series of interest rate increases in 2017-2018. So that strong growth has led to higher interest rates in the US than elsewhere, and it's really underpinned the dollar at these elevated levels in recent years.
0: Ali, I mean, okay, since the late 90s, since I became a dealer, I, I've always loved the currency markets. You know it's my favourite topic of choice, and of course we're a customer-focused uh, group of teams in the dealing room in terms of serving customer needs, in terms of their hedging requirements it has been range bound this last 12 months but every year that i've been a dealer there's always been an average of about a 10% move give or take in the major currency markets this time round we really are running a tight range as you mentioned them there and you're a Sterling, like we're talking about 87 to 90 Uh, Euro dollar we've touched on already, sterling dollar equally as well. So, I mean, you've got moments, say, later on this week, in a quiet data week, where the US non-farm payrolls come out. Forecasts are looking at something like 150 odd thousand new jobs in the month of June. 75,000 was last month's figure. If we had a sub 100,000 jobs number in the States this week, that could be a risk moment for the dollar. Yeah, I
1: mean... Obviously, foreign exchange markets aren't going to remain range-bound forever, uh, and you'd have to say that risks are building for currencies. You can see in regard to sterling in terms of you know the back end of this year, the autumn, in terms of Brexit coming to a head in September or October, that will be a challenge for sterling. And in terms of the US currency, as I say, it's been underpinned by these high US interest rates. And other countries have not been able to increase interest rates, so quite a, what we call an interest rate spread or differential has opened up in favour of the of the US currency. Now, if the Fed starts to cut rates, which is widely expected, uh, it could undermine the dollar. I think. It will depend on the extent of those rate cuts, and as you say, coming this week, the back end of the week, we have the non farm payrolls on Friday for June. We had a weak figure in May. If we got a second one in a row, it would, uh, you know, I suppose exacerbate the concerns there about the future health of the US, of the U S economy. I think most people accept you know the U S economy is growing at a rate of three percent. That won't be sustained. The question is whether it slows to a rate around two two and a quarter percent are much. We have a much bigger deceleration than that. And that will determine the extent of, of the Fed rate cuts. So, as I said, underpinning the dollar has been the strong U.S. growth and the high U.S. interest rates in particular.
0: Relative to eurozone For Absolutely.
1: Arguments. And if that was to give way, well, then a key support gives way for the dollar. Now, you know, listeners should be aware that it's not just the Fed that's contemplating rate cuts. We've seen the bank, uh, center banks in India, in Australia cut rates we have the ECB teeing up the markets for some form of further easing. Now, it might be a rate cut, but certainly I think quantitative easing is back on the agenda or some other forms of stimulus to support the Eurozone economy. So, to some extent... um, The declines in the dollar might be contained by policy easing elsewhere, but significant U.S. rate cuts would certainly remove a major prop from the currency. So those payrolls are going to be watched very closely because two consecutive months of uh, weak data, I'd say, would fan those concerns that are out there about the uh, the extent of the slowdown that we'll see in the US economy in the second half of this year and in 2020.
0: So, okay, you've got an Irish uh, examiner article penned for today's paper on the subject as well. A lot of other issues have been taken off the table, for example US-China trade talks for the next two months. Equally, you've got Brexit off the agenda now, even though the Boris and, uh, you know, second, second uh, yeah, G- candidate.
1: G- July and August are going to be quite a month in terms of those type of developments. Uh, you know, Brexit is not going to flare up until September, October. So I think the focus will be on the US data. Mm-hmm. It will be on the dollar. I think if we are to get a move in the next six to eight weeks, it, it will be dollar-led. Uh, and I think, you know, the ECB has more or less teed the markets up for some policy announcement at the end of July. But the uh, the real uncertainty there is the US economy is strong, uh, we've Stop seen market
0: highs,
1: yeah, and and unemployment at three point six percent in the U.S. You know the Fed wants strong grounds for easing. You now it's under a lot of political pressure to ease, so markets will be focused on the U.S. data, on what the Fed have to say, uh, and you know that will certainly drive the dollar. So the dollar is the currency that is in the shop window for the next six to eight weeks in terms of a possible breakout from that trading range. Uh, I'd say just remember it's 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 not a given that the dollar will fall if we get some rate cuts it would want to be significant rate cuts because rates in the u s are near at two and a half percent they're negative in the eurozone. by minus forty yes and there are three three quarters of percent in the u k so there's there's a, there's a wide margin there but as i' say if that i would think modest rate cuts you mentioned the dollar was at one eleven to one fourteen one fifteen against the euro since i think last October it could move up to maybe one seventeen one eighteen as the Fed starts to cut rates. But if you go back in terms of recent history, the dollar has hardly ever been above, or sorry, the euro has hardly ever been above 120. So it would take significant rate cuts, I think, in the US for a major move by the euro and other currencies higher against the dollar. And that would be data-driven. So I think initially we may see a touch of dollar weakness, uh, but if the data are pointing to a sharp slowdown in activity, well, then that would certainly be, uh, I think, uh, a sign that the 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 tight corridor we've seen for the dollar in the last year or so could give way and we could there could be a breakout in terms of some dollar weakness. Of
0: course we focus really more on the US now in this conversation but I mean the Eurozone has its own problems as well with easily, uh, you know, and political uncertainty there as well and Eurozone growth itself isn't as uh, as healthy as it probably should well, be. And from the ECB's point of view they're
1: really concerned about the low level of inflation and the collapse in terms of inflationary expectations this year I. where people expect inflation to be in five mm. years time. They... The market data now suggests the inflation rate could be as low as 1% in five years' time, which is a long way below the ECB's target of two. So that's the backdrop that they're looking at the policy setting from subdued growth, low inflation, we need more stimulus here. So I think the fact that other central banks are either in the process or contemplating policy eas- easing. Probably does to some extent uh, cushion the downside from the dollar from here. I mean, we are we would not be calling for a sharp dollar depreciation. It may edge lower. But we're mindful of the fact that other central banks are also moving on to this policy easing agenda. Growth is sluggish elsewhere. And when you look at the metrics in terms of the U.S. economy, the strong growth rate in recent years, the fact the unemployment rate is at 3.5%, uh, rates are already high there, uh, as it would take significant easing from the Fed to knock the dollar off its perch. So I think losing some ground is probably the most likely scenario for the dollar over the coming months, uh, not a major
0: dive. Of course, we're we're not touching really on stock markets. I mean, look, in H2, there has been a lot of concern, I suppose, about where it could go, considering it's at all-time highs. We won't really go into that, I think, Ollie, but I mean, I think you've pointed key risk this week and short term in terms of potentially the non-farm payrolls on Friday. We've got the Irish economy focus uh, later on in the podcast this week in terms of the Irish PMIs, so we'll come back to that in the special podcast. Appreciate it, Ollie, and thank you to our customers for listening to our weekly podcast. If you want to continue staying up to date on the markets while on your beach holidays this summer, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk on iTunes or the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.